You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. What do you need mm. to know that you don't know? Let's get that information first. What is yeah. the likelihood that, that it would you- be the out of the gate first part of the process is what do you need to know that you don't it know? It depends. It totally depends okay. because some people come to me and they have two job offers and they really don't know which one to choose. And some come to okay. me and say, I don't want to know. I don't know what to do with my life. I could go any direction. That's more so- open-ended, right? So if it's, a, if it's a binary choice, I would think the framework probably works a little better. It's more defined anyway. It is. Right? It is. It's it's much more so, constrained. But but that question, what do you need to know that you don't know, is it's relevant no matter what. It's just when does it show up? Like when does it come up in the conversation? It's always part of the process. Then. I think I think it has to be. We always have to ask ourselves so, that. Walk, walk me through the – okay. So I, I come to you and I say, all right, I, I'm really wrestling with – you know, go down path A, path B. Right. What? How are you going to walk me through the process around that decision? So I adopt kind of a loose adoption of um, the expected utility model, which is kind of a just a basic model of rational choice that's been used in economics and you know learned it in sociology as well. But it's just really a combination of what are the potential options, what are certain conditions or what ifs that could happen. Um, and then what are some outcomes that it could occur? And so like one great example is um, I want to go for a walk. Should I carry an umbrella? Um, yes, I could. No, I might. I, I, I would or no, I would not. But there's this condition. There's this what if that's kind of a wild card. Is it going to rain? I don't know. So I'll, I'll walk through clients through the kind of what ifs. Um, should I stay with my husband or not? He's going to therapy. He could change. So that's kind of a wild card. What if he changes? What if I divorce him and he actually turns into the perfect man? Then what? So I walk through that stuff. And then it's the outcomes, the then what's. Yeah. And then you put values on them. And that's things, that's that's really the most important thing. Um, not the most important thing, but a very important thing that people don't do enough of is they don't put numbers on things like um, or values. It doesn't even have to be numbers, but my husband could go to therapy and he could turn into the perfect man. Okay, he could, but what's the chance? What are the likelihood? What is the likelihood of that? And we don't often ask ourselves about, well, what are the chances of that? Um, I could take this job. I could make it anything I wanted. Yeah, but what are the chances of that? 20%, 40%, 80%? You can actually, and then you can actually think about, well, what do I need to know? in order to know that number. And it's the same thing with outcomes. So say I stay with my husband. He doesn't turn out to be the perfect guy. I'm here, I'm with him for another five years and he's still he's still an, an asshole or whatever the reason, right? right. Um, what On a scale of zero to 10, is that a two? As in like really, really bad? Is that kind of a six? Like, yeah, I could live with that. Like, let's put a number on it. Um, and then you just kind of, I just, you just do the math, the chance times the outcome. And that's kind so of- So it seems like if you're going through that sort of framework of looking mm-hmm. at the probability outcomes, 
you would need to then also weigh the importance, right? This has a 20% chance of happening, but it's my number one thing. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Like, um, and this was came up with COVID all the time. Well, it's such a low chance of getting it, you know, blah, blah, blah. If I get it, I can't breathe ever again. Right. Right. Well, I think about my, my mom (laughs) who is, you know, uh, if she gets COVID, she's older. I, she could die. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. a zero on a scale of zero to 10 of like how good that is. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Super I remember important. talking to a friend of mine. I really was not worried about it at all. It's like, whatever, who cares? Right. I already have asthma. Like we're good. You know, I already, <laughs> already have COVID basically. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he goes, yeah, but um, I talked to my friend who's uh, a doctor at, you know, some fancy Ivy league smart guy. Uh, and he goes, this new variant, and I don't even remember which variant this was. It's all, it's like causing blood clots. Right. And then I was like, oh, well, now I'm concerned. Right. I wasn't and- concerned about an upper respiratory infection. I am concerned about blood clots in my legs. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't that sense. worried about it either until I had a doctor come into the office and he and his wife both had masks on. And you're like, mm, well, and you I'm like, uh, Right. Oh, and yeah. that is how other people's decisions influence yeah. yours. Right. It, it influenced me because I'm like, this guy should know what he's talking about. That's, you know, totally. And that's, that's <laughs> Did an you example. Did you in the office and go, you can take it off if you want. No one's watching. <laughs> right. Oh, you take it off. I'm telling you. Like, <laughs> you think it was all performative? <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> but I, that's a great example of like how we don't make decisions because we're weighing the pros and cons, but because we trust somebody who's already made the decision. It's like, he's already decided to wear a mask. We trust him. So we're just going to do what he does. Mm -hmm. How often do people do that in the wrong way? Right. People rely on experts or others, not even experts, but just other people. I think experts, a lot of experts aren't experts to be Mm -hmm. quite frank. I think a lot of people have, they get an idea and it's a, they think it's a good one and it might be, and they think they know. And this is, this is where, you know, this, what you see is all you, there is to see thing comes in. Um, they might write a book, they might get on podcasts, they might suddenly they're this expert, but there's no real um, evaluation of, well, what are your credentials? Where did you come from? Um, like I wouldn't go to you guys for medical advice, but I would totally go to you guys for financial advice because you have the credentials, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you had a bad experience with COVID and you wrote a book about it and now you're an expert on COVID, I don't know if I would, I don't know, you know, you're not yeah. Fauci, right? Um, but for, you know, it, in most cultures, if you have charisma, you can sell anything. And I think that could, could hurt people when they when they follow the lead of someone like that. I think politicians, they're it's a great example. Um, a lot of people vote for the guy they would like to have a beer with. Mm-hmm. I, you know, think about all the guys you've had beers with. Like half of them I wouldn't want to drive me home. Yeah. Right. So but we think that way because, you know, and then we yeah. vote for an idiot or we don't. I don't know, depending. But that's that's another way it could go the wrong way. I'm so, dating. You know, I, I talk with people, you know, I just had some conversations recently and one of the people in the, in the group was just espousing some stuff that I didn't even get into it yet. Cause it was so, it was conspiracy type stuff. QAnon. Mm-hmm. I, it wasn't QAnon, no, but it okay. was, it was stupid. Just, you know, they're, they're, it was sort of along the lines of they're putting microchips in the vaccine type level of, Okay. BS. So we're like, like conspiracy theory layering. Yeah. yeah. And, 
And so how do you, you know, people that are in your social circle or people that you care about, right? But I would think by definition, and you want those people to make good decisions. But I, I was actually wrestling with, do I talk with this person about this crazy theory they have or do, or do I just back away from it because I'm not sure I'm skilled enough to change the mind of somebody that's so off. You know what I mean? I mean, they're, they're just misinformed. And yeah. how do I go through a process of fixing that you, if I'm so inclined? Right. You go to my website <laughs> and I have a guide. I have a guide on my website called how to change a misinformed mind. And it was featured in fast company, which is my way of saying, using a substitution question to say, Hey, you should, because fast company featured it. Do you see how I'm using a trick here? Anyway. Um, yeah. And in Social that guide, proof there. it is, it's, yeah. it's a nudge. It's not a rational reason to, to download my guide. Um, <laughs> but, um, it's a lot of it is first of all, do you want to like, what is, what is the, what are the pros and cons of even trying for you? But if you decide to, and I think if it's someone you love, like if it's a parent or a spouse or a friend, a lot of um, what gets people to change their mind isn't facts or information. It's who you are. So mm. it's the reverse of that. It's, you know, in jujitsu, it's position before submission. You know, you have to be in the right place to kind of do, uh, to have any sort of impact. And a lot of that is building relationships. And that's why I think this tendency we have to feel uncomfortable around people who don't agree with us and then pull away. And then we kind of like have coffee with them. And then we spit all these facts out and think they're going to, they should just get it. Like that's the wrong, it's totally the opposite way to go. It doesn't work that way. You have to be in their circle. You have to be in their lives. They have to trust you. So when you detach, that's betrayal. They don't feel connection and they won't listen to you. So maintain that connection. That's really more important than what you say. And then facts, who gives a shit about facts? Like it's really about stories. It's about experiences. That's where people really connect using stories to make a point rather than statistics is the best way to go. You know, you see that a lot in uh, State of the Union speeches. You know, the presidents will, rather than yeah. just espouse the facts, they'll say, you know, oh, little Johnny and, you know. Totally. There he the is. Farm, stand there. up. Yeah, stand up, totally. little Johnny. You know, and so, totally. You know. The trick is to tell stories that are backed by fact. And I think a lot of yeah, people tell sure. stories be, and think that a story is fact. And unless you have a lot of people with the same stories, um, you don't know if that story is an outlier or kind of a weird freakish situation. I mean, does it matter when we're talking um, like politics? I don't even know if it, it, it matters if it's an outlier or not. It's like, if it, if it's a story, uh, it could be a made up story, but it's a lot of times it is a totally fake story. um, And it's not really supported by the facts, but you were kind of already leaning this way anyway. So here, you know, we're going to feed you and to feed the ideological monster that lives within your mind a little bit with this story. And then you're good. You're set. That's how QAnon does its trip. That does its magic. It doesn't come out with facts. It comes out with questions. Have you ever noticed that? And then they leave you to make the connection. And yeah. then you make that connection. You feel like you own mm. that 
that story. That's so and- true. Oh, God, yeah. they, they're like all it's- the conspiracy videos are like, look at this. You know, the score on the Atlanta Hawks, you know, or Atlanta Falcons right. football game was 42 to nine. And, and Trump, when he was, his watch was set to 429. And <laughs> right. so that's, what is he saying? Atlanta? What does that mean? You, you figure it out. You figure that out. Like, of course it means something. And just by asking that question, you're implying there's something not quite right. So yeah. you're throwing bias into that direction. And yeah, I mean, our brains are natural storytellers. We churn out stories all the time. We don't need help. But when we're helped along and it's, it could be really dangerous. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I think every we're, we're picking on the QAnon a little bit. I, and it's, it could go. It's, it's every everyone. Direction. Every direction. It's, I mean, it's both the, sides. Have you heard the Tom Segura skit about how he thought um, Tommy Lee Jones was gay just because his dad said so? (laughs) And then he just runs for like years. He's thinking this, doesn't validate it, doesn't verify it, just goes on until one day somebody who knows Tommy Lee Jones is like, no, dude, not true. (laughs) No, no, it doesn't matter. It could be about anything. It could be about which lipstick works. You know, we just believe stories. Yeah. Well, be careful who you trust, especially your dad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not saying that. (laughs) All right. So, so I understand what your, your point about if I'm, if I'm to try and make a decision to change a misinformed mind, right. You know, keep the relationship, share stories, be open, those types of things. It's it's sort of kind of drip on them, you know, continue to, to, and hope that it's eventually going to work. Right. You're probably not going to get success right out of the gate in the first. I've never had anybody, you know, I, I share something with them. They go, oh, you know what? Now that I now that I hear you say that, maybe all this climate change stuff, maybe I was completely wrong about, you know, now that you've said what you said. Right. Yeah. But what if I want to challenge my own beliefs? I think there are things that we all believe that may not be true. And we don't know which ones those are, oh my gosh, unfortunately. You, you asked me, he asked me this question few months ago he goes so you know some people believe like wacky stuff right i go yeah he goes like crazy conspiracy theories I go, yeah and then there's people that believe like sort of somewhat believable stuff yeah and then people who believe like very believable stuff but you just know they're wrong yes right. he goes so what do you believe that's wrong i go i don't know well, <laughs> couldn't answer you don't know that's yeah. <laughs> no Thanks for making the great decision to listen in to this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Singer Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.